This ain't for everybody. Y'all know who y'all. Yeah, you, you know who you are. These are our heroes. Haha. <laughs> Let's hear it, one for the coons on UPN 9 and WB Who, yes, massa on TV Whatever happened to Wheezy? The Red Foxes never got Emmys but were real to me Let's hear it, two for the spooks who do cartwheels Cause they said they played their parts well Now they claim caviar, hate that oxtail Lambda Sigma five badge on lapel Why they always tell him, ooh, he speaks so well Are you the one we look to, the decent Negro? Acceptable Negro, hell nah But they say these are our heroes uh, Master used to breed us Bring it back, bring it back, bring it back, Harry Bring it back This is the Urban Talk Radio, bring it back Now he rock ice too, just like I do Yo, you can't do better than that The hotel clerk who adjusts the bathroom mat Now you lose sponsorships that you thought had your back Yeah, you beat the rap, chicka boom, fake nigga you You turn around, then you shit on Shaq Who woulda knew? Mr. Goody Two-Shoes He love a little butt crack Got enough cash, little kids with they bus pass Who look up to you Good morning, today is Wednesday And this is the Urban Talk Radio 103.5 FM WNHH Where you will hear conversation, information education, and inspiration from the American Urban Perspective. I am your host, Kinsley Osei, my co-host, Shafiq, just entered the building. In the studio today, we have our very special guest. I'll be introducing him again today on Urban Talk Radio. You can join the conversation on Facebook at Bowmice and Twitter, also on my Facebook page, Kinsley O-S-E-I. You can also stream this show on your smartphone or computer by logging on to newhavenindependent.org. And we are also streaming on all platforms I mean, all platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, whatever platform you ask, you know, you got access to. We are streaming on it. So we are not local, just to let you know. Um, today's topic will be sports and gun violence. And it's just a coincidence that, um, you know, we, you know, somebody said that we talk about gun violence a lot on um, this this show. You damn right. We talk about gun violence because. I'm a, a director of an organization, Connecticut Against Violence. And my, um, to be clear, my co-host is also a very qualified retired police officer who was in the community hard. Um, so it's only right we address gun violence, but I'm not sure if we are on the same page about how to address gun violence. Um, we, so we're going to see if we could settle that today because it, it's got to be some changes. Um our special guest today, um, unfortunately, um, he did not sign up for this, but um, he had to. His brother was gone down in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Uh, he's the uh, director of Hoops for All. His name is Wilner uh, Pap Joseph. From when I met him till now, um, a lot has um, has happened. Matter of fact, when I met him, um, he was doing an event for uh, autism awareness. In, in Stanford, and we connected against violence along with my our DJ um, Santos. We went out there to go support it, and um, it was later on down the line before um, he became a victim of um, you know um, a, a brother of gun violence. So um, he is in that business now, and uh, he's out there trying to save lives from these young kids. Um, while using um, we, that we named the topic sports and gun violence because um, that's what he does. He really have a passion in sports, which is basketball, and um, you know he uses um, that to you know to save lives. Um, so 
Good morning, uh, uh, Pap. How are you, brother? I'm good, man. Blessed, Kings. Uh, thank you for having me on your show, man. Um, it's a pleasure to come on your platform and also share, you know, share my testimony and, and, and tell your viewers the, the importance of, of the work that we do in our community, you know, saving these young youth lives and to continue to, you know, to put God first in, in, in everything that we do. De definitely. And I was privileged to be, um, to get a pass from this platform from my brother, um, Shafiq. And, um, you know, we, um, this is not, um, this is not topics that excites anybody. But you know what? We're not going to treat this like Fox News. Just tell you anything and later on tell, you know, that, you know, our 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 listeners doesn't know any better. Our listeners are stupid. So we're just going to tell them anything entertaining. No, we um we trying to stay on facts. And um, when it's an opinion, we let it be known that um it's uh it's opinion. So yeah, shouts to my brother uh Shafiq. You're gonna see that we're gonna bump heads, we're gonna um debate a lot, we may argue a lot, but you know what? That's that is the most entertainment you're gonna get from us because we're trying to give you know our listeners uh facts and um re reality while um agreeing um to um to, to disagree. So that's the most entertaining that you're gonna get from us. But before I bring my brother Shafiq in, I probably would like to um Okay, I probably would like to have a moment of silence for um, the three uh, kids and the three adults um, who was gone down in uh, Nashville. So let's have a quick moment of silence, please. Thank you very much for your moment. Shafiq, how are you, brother? What's Good going morning. on, man? What's going on, oh, man? Talk peace, to me. Your head, your head is cut very short, so you might want to give yourself a little bit more room. My head uh, is cut short. Yeah, man, you, you look like, look like you, need a better you need a better haircut or something. Technical difficulties, please stand that's by. A, that's, a that's, a, that's a technical, technical haircut you got. Don't blame it on difficulty. Te technical, trying to get waves, man. <laughs> you trying, get waves. Try, trying to get waves, man. Trying to get waves. Talk um, to me, how are you? Good, man. It's Ramadan. Ramadan Mubarak to all my people out there that's fasting. So it's Ramadan fasting this month. Uh, we're on day day three or four so uh you know trying to make it happen trying to keep up with the world affairs it's, it's gun violence is continuing to be um you know it's, it's, it's an epidemic man it's an epidemic we we talked about this years ago that it should have been declared back in 2007 i was calling for it to be declared a, a, a you know a national health crisis but you know folks wasn't interested in talking about it then and uh and it still is i mean it's it's been literally our epidemic in the african-american community since the war on drugs and um and i keep it a buck you know right now it seems like america's uh, attempt to address gun violence particularly urban gun violence is now to have a war on guns which is going to be um you know really a heavy a heavy-handed approach to dealing with african-american males and hispanic latino males so you know that's a whole nother story because um, we'll wait until the rest of the show. Well, I'll let the show go and we'll talk about it if it comes up. Now, for for you, um, you could keep it short because we're going to get back to this and we're going to have a uh, we're going to have a debate on that. Have you changed your stance yet? Because obviously, you have been on the wrong side of um this conversation. Well, you, here we go. You want to go? For, you want to go? On? You want to start, no, start with fire? 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it there, but I'm gonna take it there, but then I'm gonna take my foot off and I'm gonna bring my guest in to address what we brought him in here for. But I'm gonna give the listeners a taste of what's coming because there's gonna be fire. Um, Shafiq and myself have been debating about gun control. He doesn't believe in gun control. No, that's not true. That is not true. That's it's on. It's only. It's only. It's only two hosts on the show right now that has written gun policy. Okay, I'm one of them. Okay, but you don't believe in gun control because you also I don't. Do believe, believe, I do believe in gun control. Okay, but you don't. You also don't believe in background checks. Is that correct? I do, I do believe in background checks. Oh, so you change your stance then? Thank I didn't you. Change my, I didn't you change your stance. Let's go. Uh, do I need to bring Harry back in? You're Harry, you're up stuff. Um, let me bring my producer. <laughs> you're producer up stuff. Dude, you're <laughs> up. You, you're let me bring up. You're behind you, man. <laughs> I, no, I don't do Hennessy. The only Hennessy I got behind me will be um 45th President President Obama. Those things I go for like five thousand dollars. That's the only Hennessy I have in this house. Um, let, me, let me tell you something, man. When I was a let me tell you something. When I was a police officer, first of all, you had, if I have it correct, back in nineteen in two thousand six, two thousand seven. In the state of Connecticut, you had up to 30 days to report, I, be, I believe it was 30 days to report a gun stolen. 30 days to report a gun stolen. At that time, I was working in the chief's office, and me and Chief Ortiz, um, I was working, I was a, a special homicide detective assigned to the chief's office. I found out that a lot of guns were going and coming around in New Haven. They had been stolen for like two, three weeks, and then they had not been reported. And so we actually wrote legislation and proposed it down at the state that allowed now you have to report that gun stolen, if I have it correct, three days, three days. So, so you know, so the, so the issues around gun violence, I said this a thousand times on, the, on different platforms. Everybody wants to have the silver bullet when it comes to how to deal with gun violence. Everybody wants to. It, I have the right answer. There's a thousand right answers. Let's there's bring it back. Thousand, in there. There's a thousand right answers. Why we can be addressing gun violence or and everybody's everybody's answer is is correct. Okay, so but, I hope but it's um, not gonna be the it's not gonna be the silver bullet. That's the only difference. Paul, Paul is Paul is the boss, right? Is, Paul is the boss, right? I don't know. Paul, Paul who over there. Paul who? Over there, New Haven Independent. What's uh what's his name? Oh, talk about Paul Bass. Right. Hey yes, Paul, yes. if you are listening, I need you if you are listening. Paul Baz, if you are listening, I need you to chime in because Shafiq has been on the wrong side of this. He's be he does not believe in gun. Uh, he does not. I won't say gun control because he's got opinion of how to fix this problem. But he does not believe in background checks. We could roll the tape back and you can roll, you can roll that tape back a thousand. Yeah, we could roll that tape back. Gun. All right, dude, now let, dude, let's let me tell you something. Let me tell you let's get back. Man. Hold on. Let's let me hold that. No, no, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Because you got to get the facts right. Okay, I'm getting the facts right. I hope Harry's rolling the tape back in 2000. In 2007, I went to the Brady Foundation. The Brady, you know, the Brady Foundation, of course. I do know the Brady Foundation. I've all right. In in 2012, I was the president of NABLIA, that's the National Association of Black Law Enforcement Officers. And in that time, I partnered with the Brady Foundation around red flag background checks. And that's when uh, Trayvon Martin, when we had Stay in Your Ground. So, you know, these are, unfortunately for Kingsley and some other people, they come in late to the party around this because it's a, it's, a, it's, a it's a sexy topic. But the reality is, you know, and I don't know how you feel about it, Joseph, we are passing gun legislation, 
but some of that gun legislation doesn't reduce the gun violence in African-American communities. And I think, Kingsley, that's where, you know, you're lacking the, the, the education and the information. Go ahead, come in, come in, Pop. I think, you know, to my honest opinion, and I think both of you guys are right, but I think what Brother just said um, is that you can pass all the bills you want. It's not going to reduce the violence in our community. That's correct. What, 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 what needs to happen is we need to hold leaders accountable and legislation accountable of, of providing economic resources in our community, mental health resources, and providing more opportunities for our kids to be engaged and busy. The problem is that children are at war with each other because there's so much mental health trauma and we live in poverty. When you live in poverty, you, you have no choice but to survive and be for other people. And people are taking on um, uh, taking on old people's um, beefs from back in the days and carrying on to the next generation. So it's not about reducing the, the laws. I got I, like me, I don't even get in law, involved in the policies because to me, I, I feel like it doesn't affect us. Regardless if you change laws or not, people are still going to be out here killing each other. So just look at Europe and other countries don't have enough gun violence. See what they're doing. What are they doing? Why? How come America has the most violence in all other countries? Why is that? That we got to look at that. We got to look at the statistics and see what's really going on. And we got to also know that the government is providing guns, illegal guns, in our communities, dropping them off in our communities, just like they dropped off drugs in our communities. So let's let's be clear: the government got a lot to play in it because there's a lot of money involved. Hey, Pop, I'm glad that you said that because um, a few times we've had this debate out here. I have said exactly what you said that I personally went to um, um, I personally went to uh, Germany um, for a gun violent um, anniversary at a small town called Winnenden, where I think 18 people were gunned down by a young man who, who used to be an ex-student and ran up in the class. And somehow he ran up in the class with all girls. It looked like he targeted girls for the most part. And um, look at Germany, you know, Germany, there is no gun issues there is no gun violence issue in germany so germany tightened their laws ever since so we've been saying that oh you know it's the mental health mental health it's not a gun it's a mental health. we are all crazy but if a gun is not accessible to you what are you going to do when you got mental health issues you know what i'm saying like like benny Her um, um like um what you call it say robin harris said oh you crazy i'm crazy too you know what I'm saying? It's people crazy all over the world. You are Haitian. It's crazy people in Haiti. They're more crazier than we are. You know what I'm saying? Look at what I just found out in Mexico. They just reported it last, that last year. I forgot the statistics. Mexico In Mexico, is getting their guns from the U.S. But meanwhile, we use the point that, oh, it's Mexican cartels are coming out here and they got drugs coming out here. But we never mentioned the fact that we are selling Mexico guns. Yep. to the cartels and anybody else. So this conversation, you know, it, it, the book needs to be open as to what's really going on. And sometimes I feel like, you know, the, 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 the pundits go on TV and they don't really say the right things. Like they don't really- Because the problem is my brother, nobody wants to hear the truth because the truth is the people who are empowered to play. So when you bring up the truth, oh, he's crazy. It's not a sexy conversation no more because we're exposed to Just like I, I, I think I read something the other day and I got to be clear on it. There was a bunch of officers who, were, who was caught providing illegal guns to the cartel, right? Police officers. So everybody plays a part because it's what it's called money, right? It's called money and power, bro. And, and we, we got to be clear of what's really going on in our country and our society. Like you, we got young kids 
providing ghost guns. It's, it's all over. We got 12 and 11 year olds walking around with firearms in Chicago and Philadelphia. Like it, it's a it's a real um, you know epidemic. It's a it's a crisis, and we're ignoring it. And we have all powers to play. That to me, this is why I do these events and programs, and I try to get certain celebrities involved to say, yo, guys, you guys have a platform. I know, you know, you feel like it's going to affect your money, but it's affecting your society. It's affecting your children. And the problem mm -hmm. is that people live in a box until it hits their home. Now they're affected like, yo, I need to stand for something. Don't wait till it hits you to feel like you got to stand for something. You got to stand for it now because it's an epidemic. Everybody's faced. Like, I don't care what religion, what color, what background you are. We all are affected by gun violence some way, somehow. Period. Yeah, it feels like I'm picking on my brother Shafiq, but um, we also no. Listen, I'm I'm listening, but I'm just gonna be keeping real with you because you said you want to keep it real. No, we where I'm going with this is hold up. We don't I'm, talk. Hold on, hold on. But I'm going you with said, this is so we you also going to we bring, don't talk conspiracy also, on our show right now. Also, hold on, hold on, Kinsley. Hold on, let's let's be real about it. You said we don't talk conspiracy on the show. Conspiracy is what you're talking about right now. We what don't have, we don't have, hold on a second. We don't have codified tr proof, okay, of the government <laughs> illegally supplying guns in our community. But what we do Did you hear know, that from me? Did you hear that from me? Let me just finish. Let me just finish. You did not hear that from me, so be I'm, clear. I'm, I'm making a statement. I'm making a statement. Okay, well, take my but, name but, out of the statement. But, but what no. we do know is this. This, this. this is what we do. This is what we do know. We do know that there are guns that make it into and be very, I'm being very specific with our conversation, into African-American, Hispanic, poor, depressed communities. That's a fact. That's always been an issue since we've been dealing with the war on drugs. But there are really two different gun conversations still in America since the war on drugs. There is mass shootings, and there is the daily urban gun violence that almost every African-American that lives in the inner city, every Hispanic Latino that lives in the inner city has a family member that has lost their life to gun violence or a friend that lost their life for gun violence day in and day out while Congress, congressional members, Senate members, whether it be at the state level or the city level or the, the national level, they continue to make these laws, but black and brown people still continue to die in those communities. So. There needs to be an additional thought process when we start talking about gun control in black and brown communities. That's been my that's been my statement in the past. But we're definitely not going to get to it by like, oh, well, the government's giving guns and people are showing up. Look, young brothers are shooting each other. Still, a 15-year-old got shot in the Philadelphia um, going to school the other day. Philadelphia so got the, high, the highest uh, homicide rate in, a, in, a, in the country right now. Correct. I mean, so... You know, you know, here's what I like to see in here. I like to hear Congress get together and start talking about mandating community centers. That they're going to make it a law that in every urban community, there's a community center and it's fully funded and it's fully staffed. But my brother, it's not going to happen that way because it's not affecting their people, which is the white people, bro. Like, let's be clear. I, I, you know, I've been fighting for five years now in my city of Stanford for them to fund me a, a community center or 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 position me in the community center so I can run programs. I'm still fighting our mayor who I put in position 
still fighting for funding. I don't get no funding. All the funding that comes into the city when it comes to gun violence prevention goes to other organizations that don't even do the work that I'm doing. So, like, a lot of the work that I do is privately uh, funded by uh, corporations that I'm, I'm affiliated with or people that come to my events and privately donate. So my thing is, when a black brother like me who stands for something that they don't want to change, they're not going to support it. They don't care because it's not affecting their, their community. It's, it's affecting black and brown and Latinos, and they don't care about us. They, they're making money off funeral homes and off jail systems, and that's what they're trying to fill up, period. And we know that. Don't, don't, take, don't take your foot off that gas because we have all been there, um, the frustration. But my brothers, listen, hold on. But we also... I was told this by my mentor. Stop mm -hmm. complaining to the government. We Definitely. got enough black folks out here that got money that we should be holding accountable. Say, yo, Definitely. come into these communities and fund these things so we ain't got to rely. The problem with black people, we don't own the goddamn thing. We so busy trying to flaunt when we get money to, to oppress other broke black people and, and, and we try to flaunt on us each other instead of saying, let's have ownership of banks, homes, land, and community centers. We don't own a goddamn thing. Community centers are, are, are led and ran by white folks who don't understand us and don't relate to us, period. Well, when I first met my brother, Dr. Adolph Brown, when I did, he did a youth summit, I sat down um, later on down the line. Um, he gave me the best advice. He said, Kinsley, um, I've been there. Matter of fact, I have a picture of him talking to me in front of my banner. Um, while we were trying to take a photo after our youth summit. And um, he had tears coming out of my eyes because he was giving me that real talk. Like he's got a book called Real Talk. That he's been there, work with the government. He see my passion for the kids. He see how hard it is to get money from the government to do what I'm doing. He said, forget the government, go to private and get their money because you know there are stakeholders out there who cares about their community, who cares about their businesses, and um, you know, with the right uh, program, um, and you know, putting on your, your 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 suit when you need to go shake your hands in the right places, and putting on your teams when you gotta hit the ground and do the work with that balance, you know, um, and, and a good team of people and consistency. I believe you know eventually you know you, you you'll be able to get a community center because I know my brother Steve Nelson, um, who's working along with Color Positive Thoughts, you know, they got the community center. In, um, in, in in the terrace, you know, very well funded now, you know, um, they got the whole gym. So that is exactly something that you are asking for, you know, and, and I don't see why they have these uh, community centers. They're not doing nothing much in there. You got somebody that is willing to run a full program in there and all they need is fun. They get, I think they get too comfortable when we are doing it for free. And, yes. that, and that's got to be stopped. Too much applaudness. Too much citations. No, we got enough of the citations and applaudness. Those are our crawling stage. And then we start walking and then we start running. At that point, we need to get funded just like the big boys. Let me um let me do the station ID so we can come back and get a little bit more familiar about um hoops for all. This is the Urban Talk Radio 103.5 FM WNHH. You can um hold up. If, if this is the Urban Talk Radio 103.5 WNHH, I am your host, Kinsley Osei, my co-host, Shafiq. And if you are just joining us today on Urban Talk Radio, you can join the conversation on Facebook at Bowmice and Twitter at Bowmice. Also on my Facebook page, Kinsley O-S-E-I. You can also stream this show on your smartphone or computer by logging on to newhavenindependent.org. Uh, today's topic is sports and gun violence, and we have our special guest, 
Wilner Pap Joseph, who is um, the director of Hoops for All and also uh, whose brother was also gunned down in uh, Bridgeport, um, Connecticut. Now, let's talk about Hoops for All. How did you come up with that? Who, who is Wilner Joseph, um, a.k.a. Pap? And um, how did you come up with uh, Hoops for All? Um, I and came up with Hoops for All in, 2000, Go ahead. in 2012. I decided, um, you know, I was getting laid off of jobs and I was just tired of working for people. And at the time, you know, I was in a, in a, in a, in a uh, with my ex-girlfriend at the time, we were in the living room and I was like, yo, I need to start my own business, man. She was like, well, what do you think you can do? I was like, well, I love basketball. And she was like, well, you know, I, I want to train kids. So I was like, well, know what could I do differently than other ex-basketball players are doing right everybody's training so mm -hmm. I had the experiences working with autistic children in the school system and I realized that a lot of people weren't affiliated or dealing with autistic children because they didn't have the patience I knew I had the patience and I knew I wanted to get them involved in community um you know situations and also help them with their balance coordination and things like that so I decided to uh to, to do basketball programs for autistic children in 2012 and then, and, um, you know, if we started doing well, I started doing the events, as you know, uh, Kingsley, the Celebrity Basketball Games for Autism Awareness Month in April. And in 2017, um, my world got shook up. My brother was murdered April 20th, downtown Bridgeport in 2017. And I decided to take my purpose and make my mission more broad, where I can raise awareness around everything, gun violence, uh, mental health, um, autism, and Unfortunately, my brother was murdered during Autism Awareness Month, which my mm -hmm. brother used to attend the events. So I decided to combine the, the, the uh, to combine both and make it Max Day. So the may, our former mayor of our city, uh, Mayor Martin, decided to make it um, Max Day in Stanford, Connecticut. So I decided to take this opportunity to be able to spread awareness through gun violence and also keep my bro brother legacy alive and also bring awareness to uh, autism as well. So. You know, Hoops for All is now more broad where we are able to bring awareness to everything that's affecting our society, especially the kids in our community. And also gives me the opportunity to keep my, keep my brother Max Antoine legacy alive, which I started a clothing apparel called Million Dollar Smiles. You've seen the logo on the back, which is my brother's face. And I have the logo um, and the clothing apparel now, which our tagline is called, um, we, we use uh, no more silence and gun violence. And we get we got a lot of support from a lot of NBA players, rappers, politicians, uh, local community members. Um, you know, we were pushing a narrative of, of keep uh, holding people accountable to be ambassadors for gun violence and spreading that awareness. And, um, you know, I, uh, obviously this year is our annual um, Autism Awareness um, Heroes game. I don't even call it a celebrity game no more. We call it a heroes game because when we say celebrity games, people get the, the wrong impression or we're yes. only coming for the celebrities instead of coming for the actual cause. So we, I feel like everybody's a hero. Kingsley, you, you brothers here, to me, are heroes. So if you can play in the game or even want to coach or just show up and support the cause so we can be able to raise funds to support a lot of our initiative programs, which that's why we do it. We try to encourage celebrities to come and donate their time and to support this event. And as my brother Kingsley, no, I, I, I stress to him to try to utilize his resources to get celebrities who are in the area of New York City, New Jersey, and the tri-state area to come and support the event so the kids can see the celebrities um, support event that is affecting our society and, you know, try to raise money um, by having these people there. And again, man, you know, we, we run a lot of various uh, enrichment programs, mentorship programs that highlight mental health, trauma, gun violence, trauma.
financial literacy trauma as well. And I always thought about breaking the economic providing financial literacy programs and also adding initiatives um, by providing um, um, an incentive to get these kids to attend our programs by giving them stipends. And I mean, um, by, you know, their cause as well, because I believe we also have to start promoting, um, uh, my mind is going blank, um, life insurance. That's something that's very key. I think if we start figuring out a way to promote that or create a program, it will bring a red flag to the government because they, that means that they got to pay out a substantial amount of money to our people that they don't want to put, uh, give, right? And we start putting life insurance on our kids in, in the city neighborhoods, that will force them, force their hands to start uh, investing into our community because they don't want to pay out millions of dollars each and every week to our people in our community because we, we're dying at a high rate. So we start pushing their narrative of life insurance. That right there can help with gun violence initiatives. Well, that is a extended elevated pitch. I think you should record that whole part and just send it out for uh for <laughs> send it out for sponsorships and uh and grace, man. <laughs> you're doing um you are doing a whole lot. Um um Shafiq, you wanna you wanna chime in on what this um um young man is doing? Yeah, so you in know Stanford. I, I think that prevention is a good thing, you know. It is, it is one of the only things to really get, in my opinion, you know, prevention is, is what is going to get in front of this issue around gun violence. Even for the mass shootings, you know, after the fact, it's too late. You can't pull a bullet back. You got to get in front of that bullet before the person pulls the trigger. And, you know, there's a lot of debates on whether it's the gun, is it the person, is it, is it the condition? It, and it, it's all of it. You know, it's all of it. And so... I commend you for what you're doing there. Um, it is a lot. It's heavy lifting. You know, I've done the gun violence prevention um, work with the youth, and it's and it's very heavy. It's 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 a very heavy feeling when you work with a young person um, and and get them through their young years of uh, junior high or high school, only to get a phone call that they got killed. You know, and you start thinking about did you do enough? And if only, you know, is the, that's always the conversation around gun violence, right? If only. If only we had had the resources of it. If only we could have got the mentorship. Yeah. If only we could have had a better condition. If only. But, you know, hey, I'm sitting here 56 years old, grew up in the city of New Haven. Um, gun violence was not necessarily a part of my lifestyle. But, you know, I, I sort of I sort of first person I ever saw I get killed. I was I was about six years old. Guy shot a lady outside the window of my grandmother's house in the middle of the night. We sat there, me and my aunt, we watched that. Uh, we didn't know he was going to do it. There was an argument, and then he shot her. So I guess back then it wasn't domestic violence because it didn't exist. That's probably was like 1972. But, you know, gun violence has been a part of my life. Um, and unfortunately, it becomes a part of most African-American, you know, people that grew up in the, in, the, in the urban community. We grew up with this stuff. And then we try to rationalize it. So I commend you what you're doing, man. It's, it's, it's a lot of work. So it's, it's a lot of heavy lifting. And it you know, is. my my advice to you is make sure you're taking time out for yourself and getting yep. self-care. Yeah. Because um you're taking on one of America's worst problems with no end in sight, depending on how you look at it. You know, um Absolutely. right now a survey is out and it says that right now there's approximately 120 guns for every resident in America. 
120 guns for every resident in America, 390 million guns in circulation in the United States of America. That's a lot of guns. A lot That's of guns. a lot of guns. All right. I mean, a lot of guns. Hearing so, this man just wants to bring me to tears because I see the effect, and I hear what you're saying that, you know, when I hear young brothers who were in my program or who I knew indulge in violence and they got to, they, they, they lose their life to the jail system because they didn't have nobody to really be there for them. And it's just like, and when you hear legislators want to give you little crumbs to run programs and it's like, and you hear the amount of money that they're getting and they're giving it to other organizations that are not boots on the ground who don't have gun violence prevention programs, but they're giving them the money because they're friends with them. And it's like, it breaks your heart, man, because like you said, it's a heavy load. And, and, you know, each and every Wednesdays, I just started this last Wednesday, I, I try to get a bunch of people together and we go and pray at the beach just to pray off sins and pray for healing and peace. And it's, it's, it's so relieving because I need it because, again, I take on a heavy load and I'm dealing with a load now. Uh, a young gentleman, a friend of mine's son who went missing last week, and, and we uh, recently found his body um, discovered at a park. He was dead. It wasn't through gun violence, but it was it was through violence. And we know he was murdered. And we're right now recently investigating it. It's an ongoing investigation to try to figure out um, how this young man was, a uh, life was taken. And we're doing like a candlelight visual tomorrow. But it's a heavy load, man, because what it does is, is, is trauma that brings back to the stuff that I dealt with when I lost my brother. I went through deep, a deep depression, almost, almost committed suicide. And when I found my faith and I knew my purpose, I always, that's why I celebrate God everywhere and I talk about him because I know that he kept me here for a reason. To, to do what I'm doing, but also take care of myself as well, like you said, because it's a heavy load and, and, and it's draining. Um, because especially when you don't feel like you're getting the support that you need, because when you look at our people who are affected by black and brown and Latinos, and you say to them, where are you guys when it counts? Why are you guys not at the table? It doesn't take money to show up at rallies or show up at meetings, or, or it's not, it doesn't take a lot of money to donate to people like myself. If, 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 for a prime example, I got over 6,000 followers on Instagram. If my followers are say, we're going to donate each and every month to your cause, $5. Everybody could do that, but they don't want to do it. But they're, they, but they're donating to things that don't matter. They're spending their money in the club, popping bottles, strippers, Jordans. And, and, but they're complaining about things that can't be mad. But you will say that, hey, let's stick with this brother who's a, who's a rebel. He's, he's doing it. Let's donate to his cause every week instead of donating to memberships of things that y'all don't even, y'all donating to freaking Amazon. That dude, is a, he became a multi-trillionaire during the pandemic and people were shopping and wasn't going nowhere. Think about that. Hey, Pop, let me uh, tell you this. Um, what um, I said, maybe I'm probably older than you. Um, I'm not sure. Um, none of that really matters. Years old. Okay. So let me say this. I, I, I hear the frustration. I've been there. I, I'm probably still there. I have just, I have only learned how to deal with it in a better way, especially now that I have a daughter, I have carried a little bit more or less because that's what it boils down to. I have to walk in my house to make sure that my daughter is smiling and happy at all times. When people see my daughter on social media, they said it makes their day because she is always happy. And that's because I have to walk in my house with that kind of energy. I am not bringing any negative energy from anybody into my household. Um, channel your frustration to something else because it's almost like you're fighting a battle of ignorance that you're not going to win. Or, you know, however these people are spending their money, 
um, you know, whether they're spending their money on the the most expensive Balenciaga clothes or whatever uh, in the club popping bottles or whatever it is, those are battles not you, you're not going to win. But you mentioned that you got six thousand followers on your social media. The battle that you got a chance to win is being able to convince these six thousand people. Say, I got six thousand people. I live in this district right here. There is only maybe 20, 30% the votes out of this district. If I can convince 2,000 people out of the 6,000 people, if I can bring 1,000 people who are parents from household out of the 6,000 people to walk to the booth to go vote, that will bring you the money that you want because it's the power that, you know, so you mentioned that these people are giving money to their friends. It's more to it than their friends. That is one part of it. Then there is the other part of whatever the reason, you know, it, you know, when it comes to politicians, you got to hit them where it really hurt and hitting them where it really hurt and where it matters is bringing people to the polls. You can show like, OK, for instance, in our agency change program, um, we're dealing with kids starting from, let's say, high school kids, nine, you know, ninth grade and up when they become seniors. That's when we start talking to them about civic engagement, because they are about to be voters. At 17, going into 18, we let them know you're going into college, you're about to become a voter. Now we got to teach you how to vote, vote your interest. So you have a president saying that, hey, we're going to spare, uh, forgive student loans. That sounds like something in your arena where it matters. Better than somebody saying that, oh, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, going after, going after, uh, 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 and um, what do you call it? Going after gay people or whatever it is, you know, church, um, religious issues, issues that do not matter in your life. I personally don't care about what's going on in somebody's church. I personally don't care about what's going on in somebody's personal life. The food on my table issues, the gun violence issues, those, the, my healthcare issues. Those are the things that matters to me. So, you know, I said a whole lot, but I was saying all that just to say that if you say you got 6,000 followers, the battle that you need to be fighting is going after, you know, trying to figure out who are the responsible ones out of these 6,000. Just find that out and bring those people to the polls. Now, the one question that I wanted to ask you is, um, you mentioned that it hasn't hit home for a lot of these um, legislators. For you, it hit home. And it changed life when your brother got gunned down. Um, how much did it change your life? Get us, tell us what is really, what has been going on in your life that if the, a legislator who's on the other side, the things that, you know, is not a gun, is the, is the people, let them into your mind, your life, that if it did happen to you, maybe you might be able to think like me and change how you feel about guns and, and in, in, in the wrong people's hands. Well, a, a lot has happened. Um, um, about to be four years sober, I gave up alcohol. Um, you know, I changed my eating habits, my nutrition. I'm, I'm more healthier than I've ever been in my life. Um, I think I'm aging and going backwards, which is amazing. Um, I've, 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 my brother received his own day in, in our city, which is amazing. No, that's never been done ever in Stanford history. Um, my brother has his own mural where we we grew up in the projects across the street. He has his own mural that's never been done ever in Stanford history. Um, you know, being on the platforms of the Brooklyn Nets, the New York Knicks, you know, talking about my story, just a lot of a lot of happened. 
you know, be, I became a motivational speaker speaking on uh, so many different platforms. That that happened in my life. Um, just a, lo a, a lot of a great opportunities of different doors that I've never was able to go through now I'm going through now because of the changes that I've made in my life ever since this incident happened. Um, and I also want to also bring up the fact that, you know, when my brother was murdered in 2017, um, my nephew, his only son, was killed in a car accident at 18 in 2019, which is another trauma that our family have uh, uh, been through. So I've been through a lot, man, in, in the past five years. But, you know, but it also shaped me to where I'm at now, right? They always say, God give his, 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 his soldiers the strongest, the, 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 you know, the strongest things to go through to, to bring us where we are to sharpen our swords to really be where I'm at. So I'm grateful for the, some of the things that happened. And it's sad to say, because I probably wouldn't be here having this conversation with y'all, right? I probably wouldn't be sober, um, right? I probably wouldn't be on these platforms um, if this, these things didn't happen. So it took for these things to happen to, to maybe understand what my purpose is and, and re really see the light and understand that at the end of the day, what thing that is guaranteed in life is death. We cannot run from that. But what mm -hmm. I know that we are guaranteed is we have a gift. And our gift is to what impact are we going to have in this earth, right? What impact are we going to have on people's lives? Not how much money we got, not how many big houses and cars. What impact? So when we leave here, what legacy we leave behind? And that's mm -hmm. why I work hard, tirelessly hours and days, because I want to leave a legacy behind and a good legacy, right? Where people could continue the work that we're doing because this work that we're doing was doing them before us. We just continue in the work and, and doing it on a grand scale of things. And um, hopefully that our kids or our grandkids and, and the kids that we come into counter, into counter with continue the work that we're doing and we live in impact so they can continue the positive things that we are implementing into our communities. Well, before I bring Brother Shafiq in, a little statics. Kids killed by gun violence in America in 2022, 1,680. This year alone, 404. All right. This is the supposed to be the greatest country in the world. I repeat this. I feel like I say this almost every year. 1,680 kids killed in 2022, 404 already this year, and it's only uh, April. Um, let me see if I need to bring Shafiq in before you uh, wrap up your upcoming event, or maybe I should let you just wrap it up before I bring um, Shafiq in. Who's for all Max Day Tour, um, April 22nd, 2023? Um, summarize that for us real quick. So um, my brother was murdered in 2017, April 20th. So I decided to create a tour and, um, you know, in my city. But, you know, the goal is to be able to take um, this blueprint and go around the other cities and in the world to, to talk about what Max Day means to me and what it means, what it would be mean to the world. So I go into the schools during that period of the 19th, the 20th, 21st, and talk about the journey of Max Day, the importance of Max Day. We do workshops on gun violence and mental health. And also the finale of Max Day is the 22nd, which we do the autism heroes game. And we, we you know, we, we bring in vendors, we bring in celebrities politicians and local community members of the students and we do a big basketball tournament we have the autistic kids who we um who we serve play in the game before the celebrity heroes game and then it's like a big celebration and everybody come out have a good time and we just bring awareness and we celebrate the legacy of my brother max um antoine who was murdered and this is a good day positive day music entertainment performances basketball raffles 
um, you know, uh, giveaways. My brother Jada Kids gave me a bunch of pair of sneakers, which is in the background that I have in my office. I'm going to be giving away to some of the kids in the community. The New York Knicks give us a bunch of items to raffle off. Um, we have a bunch of sponsors that give us things to raffle off as well. People who donate money for us to continue this um, event to keep going. And it's just a wonderful day, man. We, we, we encourage everyone to, to come out and support it, support the, the cause, support the event. And let's, let's keep this a movement. I, and once we financially get to a, a status quo, we want to take this to different cities that's impacted by um, gun violence and mental health and autism and be able to show people that it can be done and make it a tour. And we, we, we want to pitch this blueprint to people who want to invest into this, right? It, it could be a celebrity, politician, and it could be whomever, whoever feel like it's a good cause that, 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 that can have an effect in, in any community that, that serves uh, this cause, man. We, we want to bring it. And that, that's why it's important for us to, to, to create this blueprint in Stanford and take it in other cities so they can uh, take it on. All right. So, um, yeah. So, you know, you are the reason um, I was trying to think, you know, what music should I use for intro? And, um, you know, I pull out my favorite artist, um, Nas, you know, that song is called These Are Our Heroes. Um, you know, you are our hero, you know, in, in, in our community. Um, you're giving out, you're giving your all to save lives. And um, I'm going to say like Joe Biden, that is a big effing deal. All right. Um, and, um, you know, you, you, you don't want to mention, you, you know, you're trying to change the narrative of um, celebrity basketball game. Um, you know, so you might want to think influential basketball game. You know, um, mm. I, nobody ever used that. You know, influencers is a big thing now, you know. So that's basically where you're going with it. People that are influential, they don't have to be celebrities. You know, you are creating celebrities to this kid's eyes. You know, um, so you might want to want to think about that. Um, Brother Shafiq, you want to yes, you want to chime in and, um, you know, just give us some type of uh, policies. To wrap this I mean, up. Well, I, I just I'll just share my thoughts. You know, um, gun violence is a, is a heavy lift in this country. And, you know, we've seen mass shootings go up. We got one minute, by the way. We've go seen ahead. mass shootings go up. I think there are three times they're three times what they were um, about three years ago to keep going up and up. And urban gun violence is consistent. So that means that's consistent trauma in areas of our of our country with concentrated poverty. It's going to take everybody, man. I, I've said it before, it's a civil rights effort. Everybody's got to get involved. No one yeah. needs to wait until it happens to them. If it happened yeah. to your neighbor, it's already happened to you. If it happened That's to kids that. in Nashville, it's already happened. So the question is how we prioritize addressing the issue. But for brothers like you, uh, uh, Joseph, I, you know, my advice to you is make sure you're doing self-care. Definitely. So you give yourself some room to re-energize and it's okay not to have the answer. Definitely. It's okay not to have the answer. As long as you got the effort, keep your heart in it, it's okay not to have the answer. Appreciate because, that. You know, there's a thousand answers to this because there's a yep. there's, there's probably 5,000 reasons why it's happening, you know? And so one answer ain't going to fix it. But yep. you know what? You making sure that you keep up with yourself, that'll keep you fixed, you know, and energized. So that's that's just my advice to you, man. And God bless you. Keep up the good work. Thank you, um, my brother. I think you're honoring your brother in a very admirable way. I'm sure he's proud of you. 
Thank you, my brother, man. Right. Man, God bless you guys as well. May God continue to protect you guys through your journey. God bless your family. Y'all know who so, wait a minute, one quick second. Pop, can you tell us how you could be reached? Um, you can find me on social media, WP Joseph on Instagram, WP Joseph, and on Facebook, it's Wilner P. Joseph on Facebook. Thank you very much, man. Thank you very much. Thank you, my brother. All right. All right, now. Roll that tape, Harry. Roll that tape. Roll that tape. She said they played their parts well. Now they claim caviar. Hate that oxtail. Lambda Sigma five badge on lapel. Why do you always tell them, ooh, he speaks so well? Are you the one we look to, the decent Negro? The acceptable Negro? Hell nah. 